Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, everybody? Brady Klopfer here with Golden State of Mind. Golden State Warriors just played the Dallas Mavericks and lost 116 to 113, falling back to 500 on the year. We're going to run through it really quickly. This was a little bit of an odd game. In many ways, I think this was perhaps the most encouraging loss of the year. Um, I know for a team like the Warriors that is competing for championships and has dreams of winning another championship this year, a lot of fans don't want to have things like moral victories. I get it. Um, you don't need to see it as a moral victory, but the reality here is with the Warriors, even with their record being far worse than what we want it to be, far worse than what they want it to be, uh, the reality is this team is much less focused on winning games and much more focused on getting better. Um, a lot of times those go hand in hand, obviously, but their primary concern is to be the best team possible when mid-April rolls around and we put a bow on the regular season and get ready for the craziness of the NBA playoffs. Um, that is their goal more than to win games and to accumulate the best record. They're going to be fine in, in the standings. We can We can cut out the nonsense of them being a team that's fighting for the play and they're, they're going to be in the playoffs they might not be one of the top seeds um, that's where these early season losses might hurt them but they're going to be in the playoffs and right now they're playing to be the best team possible not the best record possible um, obviously you want to accomplish both of those things and they had a chance to do that versus the Mavericks run their winning streak to four games win another road game after that horrific start on the road um, and they, they blew the opportunities to do that. But I do think, on the whole, it was an encouraging loss, just in the sense that um, the things they did poorly are not things that you expect them to do poorly. And the things that they did well are things that they haven't done well much of the year. Uh, so you expect things to course correct um, on the bad side, certainly. Andrew Wiggins had a very bad game. Klay Thompson had a very bad game. Jordan Poole, and another bit of a struggle fest scoring the ball. You expect those things to correct, right? Those, those three players, Wiggins, Clay, and Poole, they combined to shoot 9 for 29 from the field. 9 for 29 from the field. Each of them shot 1 for 6 from 3. So 9 for 29 from the field, 3 for 18 on 3s. Combined for 24 points. That's kind of what you expect scoring output-wise any one of them to have on any given night um, on much better efficiency than that. So, you know, that will correct itself. I know it sounds overly reductive to say, well, the bad things will correct themselves and the good things will 
continue. But there is some element of truth to that, right? When the bad things are things like Andrew Wiggins having a bad game on both ends of the court or Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole not shooting. Well, those are things that we have very strong evidence of not being the reality that's going to persist in for the rest of the season. I'm wording this so horribly, but you get what I'm saying. Whereas the things that they did do well today that we're not used to them doing well, there's a chance that it's unsustainable. There's a chance that it will fall back to earth. Um, but it's not like we're talking about J. Michael Green shooting 15 for 20 on threes. Um, you know, there weren't any clear outlier bench performances. It was just that the bench played really well in this game. They played really well on offense. They played really well on defense. Um, and I think there are, you know, many people who are fans of the Warriors or who are involved in the Warriors organization who believe that the bench has the ability to be, if not a strength, at least a quality, you know, average level bench. Um, and I think this was a step for the Warriors towards that step in the right direction, um, some growth, some evolution. And I think they can hang a lot on that. Um, so they lost the game in the first quarter, essentially. Um, truthfully, the Warriors came out not looking bad. They just were missing everything. Um, and kind of as they started missing their shots and as Dallas started making tough shots, I thought the Warriors played good defense, forced Dallas into hard shots that Dallas made. That's what happens when you have Luka Doncic on your team. Um, and the Warriors got pretty good looks, and they missed them, and they got kind of visibly frustrated. They started forcing the issue a little bit. They started turning the ball over like crazy, um, and the scoring just kept not happening, um, and as it didn't happen, the Mavericks kept scoring and scoring and scoring, um, and the Warriors' offense that in the first few minutes looked good just with missed shots turned into a disaster. Um, they they looked like they were playing in peanut butter for a while. Honestly, they were just stuck and not going anywhere. One of the weirdest things that I've ever seen happen in a Warriors game, eight minutes into this game, eight minutes into this game, Kavon Looney was the only Warriors player who had scored. Just think about that. Think about the unlikelihood first off, of any player on any team being their only offensive production for eight minutes to start the game. And then you think of that player being Kavon Looney, the lowest scoring output player in the Warriors starting lineup, playing next to arguably the greatest offensive player in NBA history in Steph Curry, arguably the two greatest shooters in NBA history in Curry and Klay Thompson. And eight minutes in, Kevon Looney's the only one on the team who had scored. And the Warriors trailed 23-6, to a 17-point deficit. And they just, they, they looked stuck in the mud. And then the Warriors turned to the bench unit. And instant life. As soon as the bench came in, they got a quick bucket from J. Michael Green. Uh, emphatic and energetic dunk, if I recall correctly, off of a pass from Dante DiVincenzo, who then scored on the next possession, cutting to the lane for a layup. And the bench started to chip away at it. Um, 
they started scoring quite a bit. They ended up scoring, despite only having those six points after eight minutes, they ended up scoring 24 points in the quarter. And they played a lot better defense, but Dallas kept making shots. And so the Warriors cut the deficit to just 12 at the end of the quarter. And then they went with the full bench unit, or full isn't the right word, but the um, their new look bench unit that has Draymond Green anchoring it as a small ball five. Draymond Green with Jordan Poole, Dante DiVincenzo, Jonathan Kaminga, and Anthony Lamb. And it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. They went on a 10-0 run, got right back in the game. Energy everywhere. The defense was sensational. They held Dallas to 19 points in the quarter. Um, you know, we'll see if they're able to sustain it, certainly. But right now, the, the move to put Draymond Green in that second unit looks absolutely brilliant. Um, their defense is... I was going to say night and day, but I don't even think that's a comparison because night and day are still, you know, like versions of the same thing in a way. <laughs> and this is just not. It's it's a different – they're not related. The defense that the second unit was playing earlier in the year and the defense that they're playing right now, it's, it's, it's just two different entities. Um, and Jordan Poole – I mean, not Jordan Poole, sorry. Draymond Green just deserves so much credit for that. It, it He's shown the ability to quarterback – great defensive personnel and he's shown the ability to quarterback moderate defensive personnel and that I think is what we're seeing that second unit has defensive potential there are players that have defensive skills but maybe haven't put it all together guys like DiVincenzo and Kaminga who have the athletic talent to be very good high level defenders but maybe aren't actually in reality impact defenders and and Draymond Green quarterbacking them is really great and is creating a defense that right now is functioning very well and it's impressive but it wasn't all on defense there were a, there was a lot of great offense to like some of Jordan Poole's passes were ridiculous like I said before he, he struggled shooting he shot just three for nine from the field one for six on threes and he had five turnovers he's got to cut back on the turnovers they've been really bad this year but he had nine assists and Five or six of those nine were high-level, highlight reel assists. Just so mesmerizing and so fun to watch. Dante DiVincenzo had a bad shooting game but brought so much energy. Um, he grabbed seven rebounds in 17 minutes. And he was just moving nonstop on both ends of the court, putting his athleticism to use on defense, crashing the glass, cutting, driving, um, we kind of saw the total package from him other than his jump shot, and that was great to see. Anthony Lamb, another great game, four for six shooting, two for four threes, did all the things that we've grown accustomed to him doing in, this, in the early parts of the season, making open shots, rebounding well, providing a lot of energy. But the star of the second unit, and it just brings me a lot of joy to say this, was Jonathan Kaminga. Um, Steve Kerr said after the game that he thought it was the best game that Kaminga has played not this year, but as a warrior. And I fully agree. It was, it was kind of. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The platonic ideal of what the Warriors see Kamingo's role being. Um, he played in in control, which has been a big issue for him this year. He made good decisions, which has been a good issue. And he used his athleticism for good, which has been, again, a big issue. He's He's been overly reliant on his athleticism this year in non-productive ways, you know, driving into traffic, getting caught in the air because he's just counting on his athleticism bailing him out. And in this one, he just funneled it in such productive ways. Uh, he was a beast on the glass, 10 rebounds, team high, and it honestly felt like a lot more than that because he was he was just disrupting so many plays, so many loose balls, so many rebounds that he was just disrupting, either tapping it or getting in someone's way and just creating a little bit of chaos where it should have been an easy play for Dallas, and he just disrupted it and created it into chaos. He put his athleticism to work on the defensive end. I thought one, if not the best defensive game I've seen him play really, really good and really disciplined. He had three fouls, but in 26 minutes, um, he blocked two shots. It wasn't that, you know, we've seen sometimes where he's had good defensive games because he's been gambling. He's been a little bit undisciplined and he's been rewarded for it. And this wasn't one of those games. This was one of those games where he, he was playing like someone who knew that he's a better athlete than the guy in front of him. And if he plays with fundamentals and with disciplined technique, that he's going to be able to lock down his opponent. And he did that so much. And on offense, exactly what the Warriors want from him. We've seen him, you know, his two main major issues this year is he's gotten tunnel vision where he's caught the ball and he's just dribbled straight towards the rim only to get in trouble. And we've seen him just, chuck three after three when he's not a shooter who should be doing that. And he did neither of those things. He, he was aggressive but smart on offense. He shot six for eight from the field. Um, he got good looks, high-quality looks, looks close to the basket, looks that were set up by teammates. He only took one three. It was an open corner three with less than 10 seconds on the shot clock. That's the ideal. You live with him taking that shot nine days a week. He made it. It was one of the biggest shots of the game. It was a few minutes left. It was just it was just a total total performance um, for Kaminga, who had a team high plus twenty one in this one, um, and he was part of the closing units in the first and the second half. Um, not in the final plays in the second half, but um, I think he was on the court till maybe like two minutes left there. He got 26 minutes to Andrew Wiggins' 27 in a close game. Um, and I applaud Steve Kerr for being willing to kind of go with what was working there and not just sticking with the starters. You know, Andrew Wiggins averages more than 33 minutes a game. He usually plays 37 or 38 minutes in these close games that come down to the wire. Um, and he wasn't playing well in this game. And that happens. And Steve Kerr didn't play him as much. And he played Jonathan Kaminga, who was playing great. Um, and 
I applaud that. That's not always an easy thing to do, and it's certainly not an easy thing to do successfully when the player who's losing minutes is someone who's getting paid more than $30 million a year. Um, and I think Steve Kerr has done a really good job of balancing balancing those two sides of what's been earned long-term and what's been earned in the 48 minutes that make up the game. So I thought it was a decently, a well-coached game from the substitution standpoints. And really just, yeah, I think Warriors fans should just be really excited about the performance that Jonathan Kaminga had and, and the bench in general. It was, it was a kind of game that makes you think that this bench unit could could really do things for the Warriors. And we already know they have the best starting unit in the NBA. If the bench is average, this is a team that I think has a very strong case to be the best in the NBA. Um, so that's, that's exciting. And that's, you know, without Andre Iguodala, who will still be coming back at some point, without Jordan Poole shooting the ball the way he can, without... Dante DiVincenzo and J. Michael Green being fully used to the system yet. Um, I thought Connor Letourneau had a really great article at the San Francisco Chronicle about the time it takes to acclimate to playing with Steph Curry, and it does take time. We saw it last year with Otto Porter Jr. Um, and so, you know, I think we're going to see better things from the bench coming forward, and Kaminga is going to be a part of that. DiVincenzo is going to be a part of that. Jim Michael Green, Jordan Poole, Anthony Lamb. Hopefully Moses Moody gets out of Steve Kerr's doghouse here at some point. Um, would have been great to see the Warriors get a win. They had a chance. Um, they were trailing by two when in the final seconds or the final, like, you know, the Mavs got the ball up to with about 40 seconds or so. The Warriors got a stop, came down. Steph Curry went for a go-ahead three with 10 seconds left and got called for a very iffy traveling call. Um, that was the story of the game. There were so many traveling calls. I think there were 10 in this game. Um, and the bulk of them were on shuffling feet before shooting jumpers, which apparently was something that the league sent out uh, earlier in the day, a memo that that was something they were going to be taking more seriously. I'm not against it, but I am against doing it on a random November day in the middle of the season. These are things that the league should be doing in the off season. Um, it's not the first time we've seen that. You know, they apparently cracked down on carrying a few weeks ago in right before that game where Jordan Poole had three or four carries. So very weird. Um, and Curry with 10 seconds left got called for a travel when he was about to shoot what would have been a go ahead three pointer by the by the book, it was a travel. Um, you know, I don't think that's particularly up for debate, but it's not one that we've seen called since the 90s. Um, I mean, yeah, if that's the way they called travels over the last few decades, James Harden might not be an all-star. Um, that's a joke. James Harden is, is an elite player, but, you know, you get what I'm saying. That's his move. Um, so turned the ball over 10 seconds left down to fouled, got the Mavs to miss one of their free throws, three point game, four seconds left on the inbounds. They ran a great ATO, one of the kind of Steve Kerr misdirection specialties where you get a lot of action 
near the sideline where the ball is being inbounded and then one of the screeners ends up curling around to the weak side and catches kind of a lob pass for a three. Um, it was Clay Thompson, despite having his, his slow shooting night, he, he set a screen trying to either trying to spring Steph Curry free or more likely misdirection, pretending to st- spring Steph Curry free and then floating out to the weak side and being open for a three. Great look. Didn't make the shot. You live with it. The Warriors lose. Back at it Friday night. Hopefully they can win that game and get back to above 500 because that is where they belong. Friday night, 7 p.m., back at home, start of a three-game homestand. First game of a back-to-back. They're hosting the Chicago Bulls. Should be a fun one. Thanks, everybody. Visit the site, goldenstateofmind.com. Joe Veray just dropped a great breakdown. I recommend everybody reading it because Joe is great. His stuff is great. Visit goldenstateofmind.com for more on this game, more on future games, more on the team you love and probably hate a little bit as well.